So to speak, my name's Lyle Groniger, and I'm going to take you on a journey where we shall explore the name Lyle. It's not a common name, I should know. I, I've encountered very, very few of them in my life, and I've encountered very few of them in actual media. So I thought it would be a good idea, and I'm not trying to be self-indulgent here, by no means, but I thought it would be interesting if I just examined fictional Lyles in media. Uh, I'm going to rank them as well. I'm going to give them a breakdown and I'll also put them on a tier list just to kind of like see the, the range of spectrum of like the quality of these characters and how much they stand out. Um, this is not a comprehensive list. I did not find every single Lyle in existence in any every book, movie, and TV show because, you know, I love pop culture as much as the next person, but like you know, I'm not I'm not omnipotent, so please comment below and let me know if I missed any. And uh, yeah, let's kick this list off. This is gonna be fun. Our first man of the hour, the first character. This is one that always gets brought up anytime they hear my name, and this is of course Lyle Vandegroot from George of the Jungle. Uh, Lyle is essentially the typical fiance character in any romantic comedy you know it's like his family is rich her family is ursula's family is rich too the mother wants to have all the money so she wants the engagement to go well but every time ursula sees lyle she's always like lyle and she's never happy to see him whatsoever because he's kind of a cockshite he literally talks down to everyone he thinks he's the biggest man ever but he's a total wimp. He lands face first into a pile of elephant shit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's he, he, he's just such a buffoon. But I love it because Thomas Hayden Church does such a good job of like playing a villain who you can't really take seriously. He's such a wimpy villain. And yet he always tries to feel so dignified despite that. Um, but in the second movie, uh, which you do not have to watch, I do not recommend you watch the second movie. Um, basically it's the same shit again. Uh, Ursula's mom wants to get Lyle married to Ursula, despite the fact that Ursula marries, uh, George. And the way they go about it is they hypnotize Ursula so that she does their bidding. I don't know what kind of a mother this is but she's pretty fucked up i mean that's kind of disgusting honestly having your daughter marry someone against her will that's just uh that's pure evil right there and lyle's along for the ride naturally and he wants the deed to the forest he wants to turn the entire jungle into a resort and uh but by the end of the movie everything goes south for him so he holds everyone up uh at gunpoint and then the narrator kicks in and, and Lyle's just like, you know what? I speak for the audience when I say this alliteration is really annoying. Huh? What are you going to do about that? And so, then a giant hand <laughs> comes from out of the sky and plucks Lyle 
and takes them straight out of the story. Just rips them right out of the, the ending. If that's not a deus ex machina, I don't know what it is. That, that, that scene blew my mind so much. Because I watched it, like, last night, and I was just like, damn. I'm never going to remember a single line from this movie. But this scene's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Truly magnificent. I'm going to give Lyle Vandegroot an S rank. Because I think he's definitely one of the most well-known Lyles in media. Every time I think of the name, I always think of Thomas Hayden Church and his kind of like clueless expression. And, and since since he's a Disney property, I wonder if he's ever going to have a crossover with Groot. Like he wants to like, he wants to rip up another jungle, but it's a jungle full of Groots. And they just, they just, <laughs> they just rip up all the construction equipment and go, I am Groot. It's like, no, I am Groot. Vanda Groot. Uh, that wouldn't make any money. That's a horrible idea. I am so sorry. Next up on the list is Lyle Langley. Another one of the most, uh, recognizable Lyles from The Simpsons. In, uh, what is often considered one of the best episodes of the show, Marge vs. the Monorail, Lyle Langley comes to town during a, uh, council meeting and offers the citizens of Springfield a chance to develop a monorail. Since they had a, a large, uh, they had a large uh, financial summons from Mr. Burns after he was caught uh, polluting the, the, you know, the town, so they got a huge settlement and they want to invest the money in something. So Lyle's like, "Hey, how about we build a monorail?" And uh, well, that's just what they do, and uh, chaos ensues because what they don't know is that Lyle is a, he's a schemester, he's a hustler. He likes to build shitty monorails that totally tank the entire town and their economy. He's done it to uh, many other towns along the way. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. If Josh was here, he would remember them all. Because he, he, he's just a Simpsons machine. But, um, oh man, he's he's voiced by the, the late, great Phil Hartman. And uh, despite the fact that he basically sounds exactly the same as Troy McClure and uh, Lionel Hutz, like, He's just, he's a stand-up character. I really like how he's a play on the uh, main character from The Music Man. How he goads an entire town into, like, building a monorail, which I don't think Springfield ever needed. Uh, yeah, Marge, the, Marge vs. the Monorail. That's, like, that's gotta be one of my favorite episodes of all time. And just, it's not just because the villain has my name, okay? I swear. Okay, John Cena, stop staring at me, please. I would put Lyle on S as well. Just because he's such a fun character, he stands out among many one-off characters in the Simpsons history. And I love his little comeuppets in the end, in the airplane. That's just great. Uh, next up, we have uh, another villain. <laughs> but this one is of the Disney variety. Well, I guess so was uh, Lyle Vandegroot. But this one's, this one's an animated one, I promise, I promise. The other... I, Lyle Langley was animated too. My point is, my third suggestion is, and I gotta say this name in full, because honest to God, it's one of the best villain names I've ever heard. <clears throat> Commander Lyle Tiberius Rourke from Atlantis the Lost Empire. So, Rourke is a twist villain from the uh, highly underrated uh, massive gem of a film that is Atlantis. And, uh, his goal is to escort a, uh, small army of men and explorers 
to the underwater city of Atlantis. Uh, many people die along the way. It's a very perilous journey. But once they arrive, uh, it's made very clear that uh, Commander Lyle has no intention of preserving the life of the Atlanteans or to explore. He merely wants uh, the energy source that was rumored to have existed inside the uh, city uh, for his own means. Because essentially it's revealed that he's simply a mercenary and his, his crew are just there for the money. Yeah, yeah, he, he's not the most... Uh, He's not the most recognizable Disney villain. He's not, like, the best by a long shot. Like, he's no one's first. He's not anyone's second. He's not anyone's 14th. But I, I like this character because, unlike a lot of Disney villains where it's like, oh, they got defeated by their own hand. No. <laughs> Milo Thatch, in the final battle, they basically, after Rourke steals Kida and, and puts her in, like, this uh, compartment that uh, stores her because she basically inhabits the uh, the uh, the energy source. Sorry, this is kind of confusing. I was confused about this when I was a kid too. But he takes her away, and uh, Michael J. Fox is all like, "Oh, we gotta save the princess!" So they go to this long chasm up above, and they have all these flying devices that they have to use to fight Lyle. And for some reason, they also. Lyle's team has, like, airplanes, too. I don't know why you'd bring airplanes to an underwater expedition, but whatever. So, eventually it gets to the point where Milo and Lyle square off. And naturally, Milo being, like, this little lanky shrimp, he doesn't stand a chance against, like, this big, burly man. But he gets Milo gets the other hand because uh, Kida's uh, compartment, uh, the, the glass that... Uh, used uh, an inspector it breaks milo takes a shard of it and is charged with uh, the energy i guess i'm just gonna call it the energy i have no idea what the fuck and uh he attacks he, he like slashes lyle right along the wrist but it's even worse the energy seeps into lyle's body and he uh transmogrifies almost instantly into pure crystal i know i'm confused too but the word, it doesn't stop there. So he's still alive somehow, and he reaches like, and Milo's like, ah! They're on a ring, right? And they're, they're on this ring, and up above them is this whirly-whirly thing, like a propeller. And uh, they're on opposite sides. So Milo shifts his weight, and that causes Lyle to, like, go face-first into this propeller. And he's like, and gets turned into, uh, he got, it gets turned into rock candy. <laughs> the end of the day, like, I know he's not the most iconic Disney villain by a long shot, but, I don't know, it's kind of special to know that a movie that I love so much has a villain with the same name as mine. No, John Cena, quit looking at me. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, he's, he's a little bit lower than the other two, because most people just call him by Rourke. I don't even think he's ever addressed by his full name. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was, like, a cursory, like, introduction or something. But I don't know. So I'm going to put him in uh, A tier. I think that's a pretty uh, generous uh, rank for him. Speaking of military men, we're going to talk about a really, truly iconic character, guys. I, I'm telling you, 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 you have seen this character. His name is Corporal Lyle Wainfleet from Avatar. That's right. There's a character in Avatar named Lyle. Uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, he's the bald military grunt who actually shows up 
quite a few times throughout the movie. I'm actually surprised. Like, he shows up on the, their first ex expedition. Um, he's one of the first grunts when, as soon as Jake, so Jake Sully gets off the, uh, the plane, he says, oh, look, Meals on Wheels. And he's, like, next to the guy, he's like, <laughs> I think his most defining moment is at the end where he commands a giant mech suit. And he's just like, get some! Get some! You know, because I guess he's channeling his inner Bill Paxton. <laughs> and, um, yeah, at the end, spoiler alert, uh, he gets crushed by a giant dinosaur that, like, tips him over and then just promptly stomps on his, uh, on his, uh, cockpit, so... Yeah, that's not good for Lyle. Um, so yeah, you think he died. Um, I can't really say anything about this guy. He's kind of just like a typical army grunt. But what's so inexplicable to me is I looked up the guy's IMDb who plays him. And he's slated to be in every single one of the Avatar sequels. He's slated for all five Avatar films. And I thought he died, so I don't know what, like... What is this, Star Wars? Is no one ever really gone? I'm so confused. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, maybe he will have an epic, like, change of heart, or we'll get to know more of his backstory. And what was once just a throwaway, like, baddie, could maybe be a goodie. We'll just have to wait and see. But I am looking forward to the continuing adventures of Corporal Lyle Wainfleet. <laughs> Uh, C tier. Next up is a Batman villain. That's right. In the Batman animated series, we have Mr. Lyle Bolton, a.k.a. Lockup. And, uh, so Lyle is a penitentiary guard at, uh, I think it's Blackgate Prison. I don't think it's Arkham. Yeah, I think it's Blackgate. Um, and he's one of the roughest guards in the entire prison and there's a lot of crazy people who come from gotham that need to be locked up i mean they've done a lot of horrible things but here's the thing harley quinn like scarecrow they're all very frightened of this guy because what he does behind closed closed gates is that he physically and psychologically tortures a lot of the inmates in this prison he feels like punishment is the only way they'll ever reform. So he is, he is excessively brutal to the inmates. And it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a well-known secret or something. And Batman and Robin investigate it. And eventually they're able to have Bolton tried and removed from the penitentiary. They don't like how he treats the inmates. And so, a few months later, uh, Bolton becomes a supervillain named Lockup. He specializes in traps, and uh, he fights Batman, and Batman beats him up. There's really not much else to say. He's very much a D-list Batman villain. I think he only shows up once in the show, just a one-off. It's interesting to know that he's just such a angry, like resentful man. You know, like I, I just, ugh, that just it just makes my skin crawl. You know, and. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm kind of tossed between t putting him in C or D tier. I think I'll put him in C tier just because it's like, all right, well, he's a Batman villain. There's some level of uh, respect to be given there. But uh, I got to be honest, these next few are a bunch of characters I'm not all too familiar with. So I'll, I'll have to be reading off a few pages here and there. So just a heads up. 
So next up is Mr. Lyle from a show called The Pretender, which I've never seen. It looks like your typical, like, cop drama or crime drama. I could be totally wrong. But anyways, Mr. Lyle, and I'm not sure if this is his first name or his last name. I don't know too many people with the last name Lyle, quite honestly. That's even more rare than a first name. Um, his page states that Mr. Lyle is pure evil, basically. It is not known why, except that most likely, Reigns had a lot to do with it. I don't know who Reigns is. He tried to kill Jared, and also tried to blow up both Miss Parker and Jared. He's really got in for Jared. There is evidence he murdered a number of people who were at a center office where he stole vital information and attempted to sell it to the highest bidder. He has also been accused of cannibalism and killing several Asian women. These were possibly mail-order brides. What the fuck kind of a show is this? <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Man, this, this is fucked up. If this character was on Twin Peaks or something, I think he'd be, like, my all-time favorite character ever. And not just because he has my name. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. I think I'm going to put him in B because I know nothing about this person, but I feel like he just steals every single scene he's in. And that's important because, like, I just... I just love it. He seems so weird. And, like, dangerous. And, like, unlike some other villains on this list, he seems totally unpredictable. So, yeah, I'm going to put Mr. Lyle at, at, at rank B. <laughs> he sounds absolutely amazing. Next up is another character who actually has the last name Lyle. His name is Ferdinand Lyle from Penny Dreadful, another show I have not watched. It's up. It looks like it's right up my alley, but I, I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, he's an Egyptologist with a wealth of knowledge pertaining to dead languages and ancient history. He is a closeted homosexual. And is trying his best to uncover the vampire lore. He has really wicked hair, too. I'm just going to list a few of his uh, quotes. My heart is fluttering like mad. Feel my pulse. Now don't swoon on me. Oh, Mr. Chandler, how you talk. Never underestimate the power of a queen with lovely hair, my dear. Life, for all its anguish, is ours, Miss Ives, and it belongs to no other. I like this guy, you know, there's something, I, I feel like he's a very likable character. He's been around for all three seasons, so I'm sure there's been a lot of arcs with him. Uh, I, li I love his hair. I will put this character in B, because honestly, why not? Uh, next up, uh, God, I can't believe I watched this movie. Lyle from Happy Time Murders. If you haven't seen Happy Time Murders, good for you. <laughs> it's a movie directed by Jim Henson's son. It's basically it's basically like what if Muppets were edgy and gross? Because it's adult and mature, I guess, even though it has no intention of being mature. Lyle was a cast member on a show, and he and his friends and his cat. 
and he and his castmates, after the show ended, all lived separate lives that all went terribly. <laughs> he becomes a massive uh, drug boss. There's a scene where Melissa McCarthy and her partner have to um, interrogate him at his den, but he challenges her to snort sugar, which in this world is like cocaine, because I guess Muppets treat sugar like cocaine. You know, makes sense, I guess. I don't know. But um, she ends up really liking it because she has a... Um, one of her organs was actually uh, implanted from a... Uh, or transplanted from a uh, Muppet. So she gets the effects unlike most humans. So it's a big overlong joke. That doesn't matter. Anyway, so after her partner and Lyle... Um, have a discussion in Alway, he gets shot to death in a drive-by. And that's all, that's all his character did. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's because, it's not so much his character, it's just the whole movie is this stupid joke. I'm gonna have to rank him D. Like, I'm sorry, like, I'm, and probably no one will remember this character, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, speaking of things I don't even care to see, we have Lyle from Nerds and Monsters, uh, which is a show on YTV. This is a synopsis. Lyle is a nerdy monster, King Zarg's nephew, who is forced to live life like the other monsters. This is proved in one episode where he doesn't want to monster up. Well, that's just... Fan-fucking-tastic, Lyle. What are you doing to me, YTV? D. It should be noted that there was a film named Lyle in 2014. The plot synopsis is... A young couple moving into a new home suffer a guilt and grief-filled journey to losing their child. Soon, mysterious feelings abound as those around them seem to harbor plans for the couple's next newborn child. Oh, so it's basically uh, Rosemary's Baby crossed with Antichrist. That's that's great. It doesn't look like it really had... Wow, it's only an hour long. Jeez. Doesn't, seems like a really small movie. Doesn't really seem like it had much distribution. Um, but, uh, yeah, Rosemary's Baby for the 21st century. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the letterbox score is a 3.1 out of 5, so... Yeah, I guess it fits in the C category. I don't know. Okay, moving along. We have Lyle from Napoleon Dynamite. He's a farmer who, uh, one day Napoleon Dynamite's just walking to his bus stop and he just, he stops in season and is just like, Hey, Lyle. He's like, eh. He's in front of a cow on the other side of the fence, and he's got a gun on him. He's going to shoot the cow. Uh, but the gun malfunctions, and he's just like, Nothing ever runs smooth. And just as the school bus pulls up, he holds his gun up and opens fire on the cow in front of all of these poor children. <laughs> yeah, this character is just insane. I, I, I love him. I'm going to have to put him in B tier. <laughs> just for that one joke alone. That's one of my favorite parts. Every time I watched it in class, people just turned and looked at me every time, like, Napoleon said his name, and it's just like, hey, I didn't shoot the cow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't do it. Next up, we have Lyle Spaulding from The Internship. And, um, 
Yeah, this character is essentially your typical nerdy intern kind of guy. Um, he's a little socially awkward. He but but he has a he has a good heart to him. He's like pretty outgoing, pretty up pretty offbeat. Um, he loves to play Quidditch. And uh yeah, I guess college campuses have actual games of Quidditch organized where um all the rules apply. I don't really know how you're supposed to have a, a snitch or anything, but wh whatever. Uh, so, yeah, he's into that. I have not seen this film. Uh, the only thing that interests me is just this character, so I don't really know if that even warrants anything. But uh, I guess I'll put him in, in B, because, you know, at least, at least for a nerd stereotype, he seems a lot more dignified, I guess. I don't know. Uh, next up, we have a recurring character on David Letterman called Lyle the Intern, played by Jimmy Simpson. And this guy, ladies and gentlemen, this guy just exudes confidence. Like, I think the whole joke is he's an intern who just always interrupts the show. He just sits on the chair and he just, he just, it's like if you ever played D&D &D and you put all your highest points, you put your highest role on charisma and very little else, this guy would be Lyle the intern. He always wants David Lerman to come to his house to party. It seems like he's almost infatuated with David. He always like gives him like these really uh these really big compliments and all this he flatters him a lot. He buys him a MetroLink pass. <laughs> As a present, even though, like, I'm sure David Letterman doesn't take the subway. And, uh, yeah, there is an entire hour of clips of this one character coming back. So I assume he was pretty popular. And, uh, hey, you know, two interns named Lyle. I guess uh, we're just always uh, looking for the next handout or something. That's, those bills don't, those bills keep coming till we drop. For Lyle Intern, I will give a rank S, because my god, this character is just such a delight to watch. <laughs> I, I think putting him any lower would just be a massive disservice. Alright, so uh, we've had a pretty wide assortment of villains and uh, oddities and uh, not-so-great uh, people. or And we've had some like nerdy characters as well. But uh, I want to go back to my childhood because I remember when I was younger, there was this one book that kind of blew me away. It was the first time I've ever seen a fictional character with my name, like, printed. And that was Lyle Lyle the Crocodile. So Lyle is a crocodile <laughs> who, lives with a f who lives with a small family in a house. It's very much... Your typical, like, anthropomorphic uh, animal living with a family. You know, kind of like Curious George or Paddington Bear. Um, he likes to do tricks. He likes to help out around the house. I don't think he talks. I'm not sure. I, I watched a few specials, and it doesn't seem like he talks. So I guess he's just... He's just this big, tall crocodile, and he, he's very cute. But uh, the one book I always remembered was uh, Lyle at Christmas where uh, he and his family celebrate the holidays together. And I, I always liked that book. I always liked to read it to my grandparents uh, every uh, holiday, anytime I came over. And, uh, yeah. I will put a rank A on him.
You know what I want? I just, I want a very nice character named Lyle. I want a character who's so well-intentioned, so, so pious, so righteous. Just like, a, I want a hero. I want a true hero, not a side character, not a nothing. I just want a hero. Who can give me this, please? I'm begging you, please. I, dear God, give me a good Lyle, okay? I'm, I'm waiting patiently. The kindly Viking, Veggie Tales. Uh, <laughs> I I've never watched Veggie Tales once in my life. Like I I had friends, I had some Catholic friends who uh, definitely had a lot of tapes lying around, but I never really watched them. But I remember when I was a kid, I was just like saying to myself, "No one has my name." It's like, "Oh, what about Lyle the Kindly Viking?" And I was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> Maybe I didn't phrase it that way in front of their parents, but you know what I mean. Uh, Lyle the Kindly Viking is actually, it's a really charming story. Basically, there's this fleet of Vikings that take great pleasure in pillaging villages and uh, stealing all their stuff. But there's one Viking who doesn't uh, take part in their uh, escapades, and that's Lyle the Kindly Viking. And, uh... Because Lyle never takes part, um, a lot of the other Vikings give him a very small share of their, uh, their uh, prize. But what Lyle does is that he knits placeholders and little mats, and he always sails back to the monasteries that the Vikings pillage, and he tries to return his share of the riches to them, as well as some things he made from home, just so they can like live stably. And I think that's just so damn wholesome that I actually teared up when I was like watching him be so nice to the uh, the uh, poor monks. And then there's a scene where uh, the vill the Vikings eventually find out what Lyle's been doing, and they try to leave him adrift in the sea before they get back to the monastery. But as they're sailing away, a giant storm hits. And uh, the monks, who have been so grateful to Lyle, actually save his life. But then they're like, all right, you're safe, Lyle. I'm like, what about my friends? Like, well, they were pretty mean to us. And it's like, well, I think God would want us to save them. And so they do, and they save all the Vikings. And then they sort of learn that sharing is important, and you shouldn't be greedy, and all that. And so they, they become the sharing Vikings. I guess this one's just this one's just so nice. I actually really really like it. I think it's such a nice story that actually shows the value of being like nice and helpful to those who are less fortunate. It's not very often anymore that I see tales like this, so it's kind of nice to revisit something new and and be like surprised. So you know what I I think Lyle the Kindly Viking is hands down my favorite character named Lyle his singing voice is so cute it always reminds me of like Butters from South Park or something too so I, I gotta say like he's definitely my favorite Lyle and uh yeah that's the end of my list I I, I felt pretty happy doing this like it's it's kind of cool going down the list of characters and some have similarities and some don't and even though I'm never gonna find a mug or a keychain or a t-shirt with my name on it. I guess at the end of the day, 
We'll always have Lyle love it. And, uh, thanks. Good night, everybody. Hold the phone. Okay, so I have an embarrassing story. I was just about done this video. I was on my way to export it. It was getting processed on YouTube. Everything it was, it was just about, the, the door was closing. And I just realized I forgot someone. I forgot one more character named Lyle. And I'm making such a specific video that if I forgot this one character, I would never forgive myself. So bear with me, everyone. The last Lyle is Lyle from the Italian job. You remember him, don't you? Yeah, he's the computer guy. He's the guy who sits by the computer while everyone else drives a car or something. He he made a story where he's like, oh, I invented Napster, dog. And then the guy who made Napster in real life stole the idea from me because we were uh, college roommates. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, it's Seth Green acting cool. And Seth Green is so natural at acting cool that, you know, it's like, Wow, is this is this like a chill dog in front of me or what? I can't tell the difference. I mean, one minute he's playing with his action figures, the next minute he's just like being as cool as a cucumber, you know? He's pretty great. Honestly, I I think he deserves a super high spawn list. Bam. Hey, Seth Green's one of the best actors in the world. He deserves everything. Give him all the awards. Truly, truly miraculous performance. Truly outstanding film. Italian job. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, now I can go to bed.